Okay, welcome to my new podcast called Ridiculous Entertainment. Um, this is a show that is going to tell you basically all the bullshit that you never wanted to learn about movies and TV shows and whatever I feel like looking at. Uh, basically, the facts aren't always facts, but, you know, it's always entertaining. So here we go. We're going to look at uh, Watchmen, episode one from HBO. Uh, it aired a couple weeks ago, but it, I'm a completionist, so it would have felt not right to do the first one. Uh, expect the second and the third ones to follow shortly. So uh, we're going to start off in the opening scene of where there's a boy and what appears to be his mother uh, watching a black and white uh, silent film on TV. Well, about 30 seconds in, a couple minutes in, whatever it may be, uh, we get a scene where the sheriff is proudly displaying his badge. Well, before the camera pans all the way up, for a half of a second, you can see below the waist. And what most casual observers see is that that sheriff is wildly erect. That's right. He has a 12-inch proud stanchion below his waist. And that is the biggest erect penis that I've seen on television. Hodor Hodor had a bigger penis, but it wasn't as erect. In fact, it was floppy. That's right. Hodor has a floppy penis. Now, I have further evidence of this by the reactions of the town folk. They have a general, oh my, look to them. And, uh, you know, you can tell that the women are excited. Also, the look of the man on the ground to the side of the erect sheriff has a look of sheer fear because he has a giant pecker at eye level. Now, this is the type of insight you can expect to get from ridiculous entertainment because no one can spot an erection on television like I can. Now, to get inside the world of Watchmen a little bit better, we need to understand a few things. It's an alternate timeline. Uh, the president immediately following Gerald Ford is Robert Redford. Yes, famed actor Robert Redford. Nixon did not get impeached from the presidency. He succeeded in serving out two terms, and we won the Vietnam War. Uh, Vietnam became a state at some point. So all of this has turned into a future where cops have to hide their secret identities. Uh, these officers are making stops, pullovers, and they're wearing yellow masks. If they're detectives, they get identities like a superhero, uh, reminiscent of the Watchmen and the Minutemen of old. Now, we feature a young officer who is making a, an arrest or a, a search on a truck, and he is trying to get access to his weapon, and, uh, you know, the regulations say that you can't have your weapon, uh, access to your weapon, unless it's approved by the legal advisors. Now, who's the legal advisor's name is Panda, who we'll get to in a few minutes. Now, this officer is shot because of the inadequacies of the system, and he uh, is then taken to the hospital. The chief of police then goes to his wife to alert uh, her of this. This has now ruined that cop's secret identity. Everyone now knows that he is an officer because a gang of fucking cops just rolled up to his house and were like, hey, How's it going? Sorry about your cop husband. He got shot and stuff, you know? So this has now ruined his secret identity. Uh, then we go into a few... We'll go into... Let's go into a few other uh, secret identities really fast. We're going to go back to the ass clown I mentioned before named Panda. Literally wearing a panda's mask. Um, you know, he is ostracized by the members of his working community because he's essentially internal affairs, except for his job can actually get other people killed. So that... Thus, that ostracizes him further. 
Uh, and it, it doesn't help that he's dressed as the dumbest fucking looking panda I've seen in my life. An animal that's fucking stupid enough already. It eats trees for God's sake. Uh, the next cop I'd like to get into is Looking Glass. He's got a really cool uh, getup. It's really, uh, it's, it's like shiny. It's a mask. It's pretty sweet. He's the super interrogator of the group. And, uh, you know, it's a really cool character. He gets into the role. The actor does a good job, but I just think that he's miscast. Uh, you know, he's a dumb fucking redneck. Everybody knows that rednecks are the dumbest kind of people. Uh, they cannot be put in positions of power. You know, he claims to see micro-expressions in a terrorist. He, he, he could be seeing anything. The glint from the fucking racist detector in the room behind him could be showing anything. Also, he's in a room that's later named the racist detector, and I think that's funny. Um... You know, so we, we, we go down the road a little bit. Actually, we're going to go back a little bit. And, you know, uh, just moments before they throw the guy in the racist detector, uh, there's, a, there's a rainfall of squids, little squids. And uh, this is, of course, an homage to the comic book where spoilers for all this stuff, by the way, spoilers for the comic book that took place 40 years ago and spoilers for this episode because I don't give a fuck. Uh, I should have said that from jump. I'll probably edit it in. Um, but, yeah, there is uh, some squids that fall from this guy. And this is obviously an homage to the squid that attacks the world in Watchmen, the comic book, not Watchmen, the television series, or the movie, mind you, the movie, uh, because Zack Snyder thought that was too weird. You know, he didn't mind the giant blue dick, but the squid was too weird. So these squids, little baby squids, not big ones like in the comic, but little baby squids are coming down from the sky. Rain and cats and squids, no cats, though. Uh, so my question to the people of this world and to you is, where the fuck do all these squids go? Okay, so there's a million squids everywhere. Where do the fucking squids go? So there must be an industry that's been invented by this natural disaster of squids that rain once or twice a week. I hope it's only that much because that's a lot of rotting dead corpses. Do people eat them? Do poor people eat them? Is it a delicacy? can't be a delicacy. They're falling all the time. But still, one would make me think that somebody's scooping these things off the street and eating them. Animals are definitely eating them. So I wonder about their toxicity. I'm just really concerned about where these fucking things wind up because they're just rinsing them off their car and just squeegeeing them off the windshield and throwing them on the ground. That's a common uh, problem with people's thought processes is they throw shit on the ground. Where does it go? The squids don't go anywhere. They stay in the gutter. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think I mentioned earlier that Robert Redford is the president in this. Uh, if I didn't, Robert Redford is the president in this. Uh, and... We were taken to this trailer park to investigate a crime. And on one of the trailers, it's written in bright red ink, fuck Robert Redford, or maybe it just says fuck Redford. Yeah, there's no Robert, just fuck Redford. And my thought to that is I would like to kill that human being to whoever would tarnish the name of our national treasure. That's insanity. I mean, this deserves to be hung up in the streets. It's insane. I, uh, I don't know what the punishment is exactly for just heresy in this, in this universe, but they punished him for other crimes, but I would have liked to just seen a punishment just for that. Uh, I'm, I'm confident he is dead, uh, but more dead if possible, because, wow, what a legacy he has just spat on. Uh, Jesus. Um, we've got a little bit more about the trailer park. It's called Nixonville. Uh, also, all the terrorists live in Nixonville in the trailer park. So this just makes me think... This just makes me think, what do normal people who live in trailer parks think of this director, think of this show? Are they going to turn it off? 
Do the directors care? Does HBO care if they're deterring the trailer park community from watching their show? Do people in trailer parks have senses of humor? Are they human? Do they sense pain? All of these are serious questions, and I'd like answers, please. Now, we're in to the uh, zone where I, I'm jumping around a little bit here, but we're into the area where the guy uh, is in the interrogation room that I referenced as the racist detector earlier. And uh, Looking Glass says, how would you feel if I defecated on the American flag? And the guy says, what does defecate mean? And all I know is, what man who was once a boy doesn't know what defecate is? Because who hasn't said shit or poop or any number of different ways to say shit in front of their folks? And they say, language, and you say defecate instead. You know, it's just, uh, I don't understand it. Who, who goes that far in life without learning what the word defecate means? A little bit later on in the show, we come to a cattle ranch. Now, we get there because... Angela, who is the protagonist of this story, who I haven't mentioned yet. She's the protagonist of this story. <laughs> Angela interrogates the guy who doesn't know what defecates means, and she says, go to the cattle ranch. Well, there's cattle everywhere. It's a fucking cattle ranch. And uh, the protagonists instigate the terrorists. By instigate, I mean they just go to arrest them because they're bad people. But anyways, they instigate the terrorists, and thus so the terrorists start just shooting fucking bullets everywhere like it's no big deal. Like, it's something to do. And guess what? The cattle are no more. They are disintegrating piece by piece as thousands, definitely thousands of bullets pass through their body. And hunks and bits are flying off all over the place. What do people think about this? Does it make you laugh? Does it make you sad? Does it make you horny? I'm not entirely certain how it makes me feel. Definitely not, definitely not the last one. But also, they're CGI cows. Get over it. Uh, once they get through the dead minefield of cows, um, Angela approaches a terrorist who immediately, not immediately, after about a two-minute brawl, throws a poison pill in his mouth. Now, her reaction is to uh, get the poison pill out of his mouth because she wants to interrogate him. But she goes about this in a very motherly way as if she has had to yell at kids before, which she has because she's got two kids, but she's very brutal about it. Like, she grabs a face and goes, spit that out, you motherfucker! Like, maybe even a sex thing, you know? It's definitely not you're talking to a bad guy thing. You can take it in lots of different ways, uh, but I just I don't know, you know? It's just really weird, and uh, maybe it's a ball gag thing. Maybe it's more that than talking abusively to your children. Maybe it's spit that ball gag out, you motherfucker. We have to go to church in ten minutes. I'm not sure. Uh, we finally, now now we cut to Ozymandias. Ozymandias, this is his first appearance in the show, and we cut to him... And he's, he's just got done riding his horse or whatever. So he, he's sitting in a chair uh, typing up a play. We find out it's a play. And a woman is giving him a massage on his upper thigh. That being said, the motherfucker is naked. We are to assume that the woman is his employee. And the motherfucker is naked. I mean, this is 2019, motherfucker. Get woke. That's not cool. You can't be sitting around naked having your employees massage your upper thigh. It's very apparent that there's nothing sexual about it because she goes after him like he's a fucking steak or something trying to tenderize that shit. But still, get woke, man. That's not cool. We later, in just a few minutes, meet Ozymandias' second employee. And uh, it, it's a butler. At least we, we think he's the employee. They're the employees. And it's his butler, a guy that looks like a butler dressed in butler garb. you know, And he has to be the dumbest fuck that's ever walked the earth. 
So he, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be nice and stuff, and I'm going to bring uh, Ozymandias here a cake. It's his anniversary or whatever, whatever the fuck that means. I said, I'm going to make it out of honeycomb. An entire cake made from honeycomb. It's the weirdest fucking shit I've ever heard. Nobody wants that. Cut it out, weird butler man. And then, to suggest to cut it, he offers Ozymandias a horseshoe. What kind of dumb motherfucker doesn't realize the difference between a horseshoe and a butter knife? Or a cake knife? Or any kind of knife? Finally, Ozymandias just takes a spoon and says, You dumb motherfucker, I'm just going to eat it with a spoon. And then he gives Ozymandias a watch, which I'm assuming that he found in his dresser because he's a dumb piece of shit. Now, now we go back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know where Ozymandias is, but we're going to go back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we're going to go to Don Johnson's house. Don Johnson is kicking it. Or maybe it's Angela's house. Angela uh, and Don Johnson comes over. That's what it is. And they're kicking it. Uh, Don Johnson, I don't think he has kids, but... Maybe he's got one. Maybe I didn't pay attention to the kids because kids are fucking stupid. They can't even take care of themselves. Just kidding about that part. But there's an assortment of children around. I, th I believe there's two, and I believe they are both Angela's kids. So Don Johnson goes and takes dishes to the kitchen, and then he just snorts up a big old line of cocaine. And my entire thought process, Don Johnson, this isn't fucking Miami Vice, you dumb motherfucker. You can't be doing that shit around kids. I mean, Jesus, you don't even have a funny suit on. You can't be doing that shit. So I just, I don't understand why Don Johnson is thinking he's in a different universe. He's, he's like parallel universe jumping. He's just, he's a giant dipshit. And I, I don't, I, I'm glad what happens happens. Spoiler alert for what I'm about to say in five minutes. Shortly after the terrible song, which I'm not going to talk about. There's a terrible song. You can look it up on YouTube because I don't give a fuck about singing. Why does someone just feel the need to break out into song? I get it. He was coaxed. But who wants that shit? Don Johnson leaves after the song. Don Johnson, Don Johnson's wife, and any assortment of children they have, may have brought with uh, on their f under their free will or not, uh, they leave. And uh, then Angela and Angela's husband go upstairs, and there's a ruckus. And by ruckus, I mean they do a standing fuck. Anybody who's done a standing fuck knows that unless the sizes are, the sizes are so disproportionate, like it's a big man and a little chick, like a little, little chick and a big man, you can't standing fuck for too long. They look like they've been standing fucking the whole time. Uh, five minutes, ten minutes, so I'm not saying it's impossible. Lots of people listening to this are like, bro, I standing fuck all the time. Good for you, man. I'm just saying good for you. That is a long standing fuck. Angela Ibar is ripped. She is so strong. She's got big kajangas, thick ass. That is a, a big, not a big woman, she's a beautiful woman. And shouldn't objectify her like that. Objectify her like that. I'm just trying to bring clarity to the fact that she's not a tiny little girl, and they are standing fucking for quite a long time. So good to that. Good for that guy. Uh, sh during the standing fuck, she doesn't get to come. So sorry for her, you know. But because during the standing fuck, there's a phone call. Uh, it's from creepy old man in a wheelchair, who I didn't mention because I don't give a fuck about creepy old man in a wheelchair. I hope he dies. Uh, but. We get a call from Creepy Old Man in a Wheelchair. Angela has to go and see Creepy Old Man in a Wheelchair because he's got Don Johnson. Because Don Johnson owes him for so, so many bags of cocaine. Lots of cocaine. Uh, so she goes there to find Crazy Old Man has somehow strung, strung, coked out Don Johnson up in a tree. Like, how the fuck does that happen? He's in a wheelchair and Don Johnson's on cocaine. I don't understand. Miami Weiss, motherfucker. Anyways, once he is killed, or before he is killed, Don Johnson, that is, the old bastard in the wheelchair, for some reason, takes one shoe off. I just don't understand. Why would you make a man suffer through that? There is nothing worse in this world than fucking cold feet. 
Fucking cold feet are the worst thing. I got sh- no socks on right now. I'm pissed. That's why I'm shouting in this microphone. So that's that's my wonder. That's my thought. Why the fuck are you taking off his shoe? You're gonna murder him anyways. Just murk his ass. Right to the head. Why you gotta fucking hang him and take a shoe off? Take a sock off? Make him die cold and shit? What are you, kind of monster? What kind of monster are you? I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. You know, I just, I don't, I hope this guy dies a very painful death in the episodes to come. You know, basically what I got from this episode is that uh, it's a fucked world. You know, people are trash-talking Robert Redford. He's a good man. He's old as shit. Let him die in peace. You know, people are trash-talking the trailer park people, which these trailer people, yeah, you should probably kill them because they trash-talked Robert Redford. I mean, they should probably be slaughtered. So, you know, I'm kind of torn on the issue. But basically what I've come to conclude about this world is down south as hell, and I'm glad I'm a Colorado man. So this has been Ridiculous Entertainment. Uh, it's, it's just mind-boggling, this episode. Uh, I, I think I'll be back in a couple of days to do another one, but this has really got me going, so we'll see. Uh, this will be up on YouTube and uh, podcast alike. So depending on which platform you are, please review, like, subscribe, bell icon, do the whole bit, tell your friend. And uh, that's all I got for right now. You know, eventually there might be Patreon. I, I, don't, I don't know about that. That kind of seems cheesy, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. As of right now, this has been Ridiculous Entertainment.